Welcome to day 66 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are chapters 4 through 6 of Joshua. Here are some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Chapter 4 completes the story of Israel's miraculous crossing of the Jordan River. Like the crossing of the Red Sea, this event has rich connections in the New Testament and to the church's understanding of salvation. John the Baptist, his baptism in particular, and Jesus' participation in it are significant because they take place in the Jordan. John seems to be inviting people to repent of their old life and be prepared for this new thing that God is going to do. Jesus, of course, like his namesake Joshua, their names are identical in Hebrew, he emerges from the Jordan to lead his people into the new creation. The Jordan River is also a symbol in Christian poetry and hymnody of crossing the boundary of death into the promised land of heaven or the eternal new creation. One of my favorite parts of the story is Joshua commanding a member of each of the 12 tribes to take a stone and place them together as a memorial. Twice in the chapter, a reference is made to what the people will say when their children ask, what do these stones mean? The church I pastored in Pasadena, California, has a small memorial outside the front of the sanctuary with 12 stones taken from the property before the church was built there, with Joshua chapter 4 verses 6 through 7 inscribed on the memorial. Pastor Earl Lee had it built so that generations of families at the church would be able to tell the miraculous story of how they acquired that property, and it is a very miraculous story. We all need memorial stones in our lives to not only remember God's faithfulness to us, but also to testify to our children and to others about God's providential care. Chapter 5 reestablishes the life of holiness in the land. It's not clear in the text if the circumcision or recircumcision of the Israelite men is because they had not yet been circumcised or if they had been circumcised once but in an Egyptian method that now needed to be redone. Either way, the point is that as God's people in the land, they now have been officially marked as living in covenantal obedience to Yahweh. They also reestablished their ritual faithfulness by celebrating their first proper Passover in nearly 40 years. Certainly the most unique part of the chapter is Joshua's encounter with an armed man, or at least a human-like figure, who turns out to be the commander of the Lord's heavenly forces. Joshua's question to him seems natural enough, whose side are you on? Likely meaning, is he on Israel's side, or the citizens of Jericho, or the Canaanites? The response from the commander of the Lord's army is what's surprising. Neither, he says. The point of the response seems to be that the divine forces are not automatically on the side of Israel, but they will provide care and protection to those who are faithful to Yahweh. Chapter 6 recounts the famous battle of Jericho. After renewing their covenant with God, observing Passover, and making sure they're on God's side, Israel is ready to participate in not only the longest battle account in the book of Joshua, but it's the one that epitomizes best the way God wants to and will deliver them when they are faithful. The presence of the ark, the leadership of the priests, the sounding of the horns, and the nature of their daily journey around the sealed up walls of the city makes this whole thing feel more like a worship service than a battle. Because they are obedient to God's commands, the fortified walls of the city end up falling down, 
And that's important. They don't fall out or they don't fall in. They fall straight down. Once the city is accessible, the victory is recorded as taking place rather easily. It is not Israel's might, but it's God's intervention that brings about the victory. Israel's not only faithful to God, but also faithful to the promise they made to Rahab. They spare her and her whole family. Her faith and courage make her part of the family. So far, so good. The people are faithful. God is faithful. The conquest of the land is going according to plan. Not so fast. Tune in tomorrow. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. For today, let's be content when things are working the way they're supposed to. As Moses said, when we choose life, good things may come to us. And in these chapters, good things are coming to Israel. So read today's chapters carefully, looking for things you've never seen before. Journal your thoughts, prayers, and questions. Then log on to iTunes and download Elvis's recording of Joshua Fit the Battle. Mahalia Jackson's version is great also. The texts for tomorrow are Joshua chapter 7 through 9 and Psalm 28. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>